Welcome to Erotic Awakening with Dan and Dawn, a weekly view of all things erotic. From BDSM to erotic spirituality, from swinging as a lifestyle to simply fun kink, each week we bring you a diverse offering of erotic and alternative lifestyles in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. This podcast is intended for consenting adults over the age of 18. If you are offended by this type of content, we recommend you stop listening right now. There you go. Uh, you know, we should mention that we got a little bit of traveling to do. For anybody that's going to be in uh, Louisville this weekend, we will be at the Louisville Munch. Uh, that group's been around since 1997. And time. Uh, if I understand it correctly, I might be wrong about this, but I think it's Mr. Michael and I know Ms. Ms. Constance. Constance had a lot to do with the beginning of it. I'm not sure that she's helping to run it right now, but she was definitely the creator of it. Okay. So, but yeah, we're going to be there on Saturday. Um, and actually, they're going to help us out with a, um, they're gathering some people together mm-hmm. to help us with a mock judging panel. Yes, so. they will be doing a mock interrogation. And um, oh, some pervert in the chat room says, woohoo for Louis- Louisville. <laughs> I say you're a pervert because that's your nick, not my fault. So, so, uh, so we're going to do that, and um, that's going to be before the munch, and then we're going to do the munch, and then we're going to the play party. And then we're going to the play party. And then uh, next weekend after that, it's up north to Aquin area, mm-hmm. where uh, you'll be doing the all-day intensive so. Kundalini Energy Intensive. Yes, so, And that's going to be pretty interesting. The um, uh, nice thing about that would be you're going to be doing all the work, and I don't have a whole lot to do with that. And after that, over to the PRS Dungeon that night for mm-hmm. the Sensual BDSM class of, with that we do. So are we doing sensual BDSM for that one, or is that the sensual humiliation? Ah, you're right. You know what? I got it mixed up. (laughs) PRS on Saturday, September the 13th, is sensual humiliation. humiliation. A lot of fun on that one. And The next day, we're back in Columbus. And then we're doing... Then we're doing... So sensual BDSM for NLA Columbus. Fantastic. So it's just a busy weekend, lots going on. You know, in the last <laughs> in the last four days, we've picked up four new bookings. I know, and we said we were going to slow down, yeah. except for the big events that we we're have. And silly. I know. Well, we've actually tried to uh, find two weekend dates to meet and do dinner with people. And um, what day did you come up with? January something. <laughs> so we are definitely busy. But that's a good thing. Good. It is a good thing. I think so as well. So, excellent. Well, we have more stuff going on, and we have another question. Okay, lay it on me. All right. This one is about subs and slaves taking a day off. So, someone said that they took a day off, and they actually got in trouble for it. And I was kind of confused with the questions as to whether subs or slaves could take a day off. And um, so I thought I would try to answer it. <laughs> okay. I'm going to try not, anyway. <laughs> I am not exactly sure um, what the question means. So here's my, how I perceive that. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, we talked before that masters, and I'm a big fan of this. When I mentor people, when mm-hmm. we talk about that, I think that masters and dominance and power exchange relationships should take a day off on occasion. Right. Should take some time to yourself. And when I say take a day off, that does not mean that... Um, you can 
be home and just not be master. And just right. Be, right. It means you, you need to get out of the situation a little bit. Right. But absolutely, take some time to yourself, rejuvenate. A lot of mm-hmm. people don't understand, don't realize, being a master in a power exchange relationship, you think it's all laying back on your couch and being fed grapes. Right. It is actually very yeah, energy, uh, the way we do it mm-hmm. is very energy intensive. It is. So, and I agree. I think you should take a day off as well. I like it when you come back rejuvenated. So, and then subs and slaves, it it was kind of confusing to me because as a slave, I don't take days off per se of being a slave. Mm -hmm. So that is our foundation. So, I mean, do I take a day off and go rejuvenate? I've been to um, retreats before and things like that, but... Yeah, that's still our foundation. So I don't know what it means to take a day off. Does that mean you don't follow rules for that day? or to me, that means it's a negotiated day off. And what that means is that, like when you go off on retreats and stuff, uh, the the trick is, and here I'm having a little bit of problem with this, is depending on the situation, you still are part of the house. You still are... um, a representation of me as my slave. Right. Right? So if you're going to take a day off, it's got to be somewhere outside the lifestyle. Yeah. You know? if I'm now, gonna ta- it doesn't mean that I can like get online and be bitchy and, or something just because I've taken a day off. Mm-hmm. So like you said, I'm still a reflection on you in the house. So I'm still not sure how you would like take... It depends what you mean by a day off. Right. Exactly. And, and absolutely. Now, I have heard, and this is a great idea personally is you get a, a couple of slaves together and you say, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are go off and do a vamp day. Yeah. Right? Go do the massage parlor or the, not the, not the happy ending massage parlor, but the <laughs> That'd one. be fun too. But um, yeah, go get, do manicures and pedicures, you know, something yeah, like that. Go off the and whole... do your own thing. Don't worry about the phone. Don't worry about taking care of stuff. And that's kind of normal, healthy relationship stuff mm-hmm. anyway. I noticed uh, someone in the chat room mentioned that they would go crazy without some me time. And, and I totally right. agree. I need to take those little retreats that I take to get that personal uh, rejuvenation. Now, an, another person in the chat room, and I can certainly grok this, says mm-hmm. they feel guilty if they take time off. Oh. And that's, uh, to me, that's, that's reflect, that sounds like something you would say. Right, yeah, I can see that, but I still like the pre-negotiated stuff. And again, still, when I'm out and about, I know I'm a, I'm a reflection, so... Mm-hmm. It's not a, a complete day off. If you pinged me and said, hey, I want you to do this, I wouldn't be texting you back saying, I'm sorry, I'm off today. <laughs> right. <laughs> just that probably wouldn't that go happening. well for you. No, no. no. All right. Not at all. So there's our feeling on that one. And we'll probably be playing Maui Kink very soon. Oh, will we? Yes. So. Yes. Uh, for those of you that have heard our cat in the background, <laughs> you know, the one that sounds like, a baby? A baby? <laughs> uh, we're getting ready to get rid of that cat. I put the cat out pretty quickly. Um, I wanted to mention that Winter Wickedness tickets went on sale today. Nice. And they're sold out. No, Nuh-uh. not really. <laughs> they are you not... know what? I wasn't sure whether to believe you or not because they do sell out fast. <laughs> Winter Wickedness is an event here in Columbus, Ohio that is happening in February. And I tell you, they got 300, 350 tickets, something like that. Mm-hmm. At this point on FET for the event page, 279 people say they are going. Wow. 181 say they're maybe going. There well, are more people already responding to the event than it's possible to go. So I wouldn't think they've bought their tickets. They say they're going, but they haven't bought their tickets. Um, 
they better buy yeah. <laughs> their tickets. <laughs> I tell you, um, and I, I'm not saying that this is happening because Erotic Awakening podcast is going to be live from the event. But mm-hmm. that might be why they are interested in these tickets. Could be, could be. Now, somebody, somebody on the message board or somebody on the uh, chat room said last heard, they heard there are still 80 tickets left. But wow. That was last night. <laughs> last night there were 80 tickets left. I'd be curious to know how many right now. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Yeah. Uh, and, and you can as, make a phone call. As a quick <laughs> side note, I do want to say that um, we here at Erotic Awakening are very grateful that uh, I know we, we pump or pimp, pump or pimp. <laughs> I think we do both. I pump Eric and then we pimp their event. Uh, we, we do pimp their event, uh, but they are very good. First off, I like to believe that we do some ethical. Uh, advertising, advertising. Or, yeah. and this is why Pimping. we're going to. Matter of fact, I'm getting ready. I'll play that Maui Kink audio, right? Because we support ethical groups and mm-hmm. ethical Products, business practices, yeah. right? On the other, and also, uh, you know, Barrick's been very good to us and saying, "Hey, what do you guys? You know, we'd love you to come out and do a podcast live. What do you need?" I said, "Well, I need this and this." He says, "Okay, if you, that's what you need, mm-hmm. that's what you need. You know, we'll work as a partner to make that happen." So, so we're very grateful for that. So, that would be uh, the Winter Wickedness event. Next question along was, if you have any insight into how a sub would try to deal with feelings or lose feelings of jealousy when master is with someone else. So I'm assuming it's a she. I'm going to use the pronoun of she. She um, tends to have some difficulties because of a past difficulty that they had. And she doesn't say if it's a past difficulty with another master or this master. So that could change it up a little bit, too. But that one can be a little difficult. Do you have problems? uh, So this is interesting perspective right now. (laughs) It is, yeah. But we'll go back into time a little bit. When I first Mm -hmm. took on uh, Slave Jim, did you feel like um, there would be... Did you feel a lot of jealousy? Did you feel a lot of questioning? Um, no, not with Slave Jim. I was involved with a lot of that. So So that's the trick for me. Is, so, is to be involved. Is to be involved. What do you mean? Well, um, well, even when you had like slave Carmen and stuff, I was always involved. I mean, the um, the the slave at the time, or even slave Jim, knows that I'm part of the relationship. That. I'm involved with this, that um, with Jim, I actually do some mentoring mm-hmm. and, you know, she comes with us to events, you know, or things like that, or she comes to our house or, you know, things like that. So I am involved with Slave Carmen. It was the same way. You know, we did things together. There was times that you guys would go out alone right. a few times, but I was, I was very well taken care of. So, so one of the things that sounds like you're suggesting, and I certainly agree with that, is that one of the ways that as a master you can help slave one mm-hmm. not be too concerned about slave two coming in is to have slave one involved. Now, in my house, you happen to be alpha slave, for right. lack of a better term. Right. And it does make sense for you to be involved, and we try to keep you involved. Mm-hmm. Now, the question itself being is, you know, as a sub, how do you lose those feelings of jealousy when master's with another person? Because like, I, I have had jealous moments. Mm-hmm. So um, what were you going to say? Um, I don't know. Go ahead. <laughs> so, but I do have jealous moments sometimes. And um, some of us are, uh, have natural tendencies to be jealous. So not everybody, but mm-hmm. there, there is a lot of us. And when it comes to an MS relationship, I think it can even, it, it has a possibility of going a little deeper because there's ownership 
involved there. With MS, there's ownership. So I think it can get a little trickier sometimes than, say, just normal vanilla poly. Maybe. I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> like we know anything about normal but, vanilla. Well, yeah. So, but, um, so what do I do? I, I do a lot of um, recognizing in my head what we truly have. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes I have to talk to myself. And yes, he's out with someone else, but this is what we have. Right. You know, or something like that, because I do have moments of jealousy and it actually bothers me because I don't want those moments of jealousy. So I actually fight with myself. So if I can sit and talk to myself, (laughs) don't I sound a little crazy? (laughs) (laughs) You know, if I can sit and talk with myself and just remind me of what we have and that he's never done anything to break my trust. Right. Right. You know, I've had to ask questions before and I think that's normal. And, you know, and every time I do, you come back with a, you know, it just comes back that you've never done anything to break my trust. It's really interesting. We're in a particularly strange situation Mm -hmm. where the relationship we have with Slave Jim is not a poly Poly, relationship per se. She certainly we're very fond of her. She's part of our family, Mm -hmm. part of our house. Right. But I don't have a boyfriend-girlfriend style relationship with her. Right. The relationship I have with Karen, on the other hand, is a more classic Mm boyfriend-girlfriend or an emotional relationship and and not an MS one. But it's not an MS one, right? right. So very interesting, different um, mm-hmm. dynamic there. So, um, you know, t- what do you do? What would you do to lose those feelings of jealousy? Well, the first thing you have to do, I think, is, is accept the fact that it's okay to feel whatever. Right. You and I operate from the perspective of this is one area where I do bring a little more peer energy into it because mm-hmm. I want you to be feeling free to express your jealousy. That helps. Because like what you said, I express my jealousy and then I say, um, I'm okay, you know, with the fact that I feel this. I'm okay with feeling faith in our relationship. Right. So, and actually the times that I have the most problems is when I fight with my emotions instead of just sitting down and being with them. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's when I get into a little difficulty. You know, I feel jealous, but I shouldn't, you know, things like that. If I can just sit with it for a little bit, like I said, and talk to myself and remind myself of everything else, Mm -hmm. of everything else, you know, then I'm okay. So uh, interesting twist on this from the, uh, from the chat room. What if, so Dawn, what if Dan goes out and has a relationship and then just brings her home one day and says she will be part of the family? Ooh, (laughs) you know, I don't know that I can answer that because I don't see you doing that. You know, um, because I've been so involved with everything, I just don't see you doing that. What would I do? Huh? Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm not sure. You know, it, it could be anything from, wow. I was going to say it could be anything from uh, saying contract's over <laughs> to um, welcome to the family. But uh Yeah. I, yeah, I, I don't know until it happens who it is, what the energy is like when you walk in the door, whether I see it as a challenge or whether I see it as a look what I brought home for us. Or I, I mean, there's just so much stuff that could be going on. Yeah, I can't see me doing that either. I can't see you doing that either. Think, you know, again, we don't have one of the um, we don't have a fantasy MS relationship. We have a real MS relationship right. with a real life. And we have 11 years of experience with each mm-hmm. other. And for me to just bring someone home to our house 
and say, this is Mary Lou. She's my new slave. She's going to sleep in right. so-and-so room. Deal with it. Um, doesn't really strike us as a growing the uh -uh. way we are. But, you know, teaches on. So one more question on this one before we okay. move on. Uh, somebody asks, do you see a difference between sharing and poly? Do I see a difference between sharing and poly? Yes. I'm not sure what that means. Mm. Yeah, we can't cut out these blank stares. I know, other. I know. I, but I, I'm take, not I sure get the impression that, that they're talking about the BDSM aspect of it. You know, when you share someone. Um, yeah, you know, you know what? See, I'm, I'm not sure what that one means well, either. Well, maybe, maybe if they can um, put a little more details in it. Because poly, to me, is a relationship. So are you talking about sharing as in sharing a person? Because if you're sharing a person and it's a relationship, then it would be poly. Mm -hmm. If you're sharing a play moment, then it's sharing. It's, it's not, it's play. So, hmm. So I'm not sure exactly what they're asking. Okay, let's move on then. Okay. We'll chop that part out. Oh yeah, we can't say that already. <laughs> um, and we might come back to that because the person who asked that is express, is clearing that up a little bit. Uh, Want to put a quick shout out to Mystic Radio. They're help, helping us with the technology of putting this out here today mm -hmm. and uh, the aspect of um, you hearing our voices as we talk about <laughs> it. So we'll have both the live broadcast and a, uh, and a podcast like we've always had. I was going to say right. a podcast, but now we have a podcast. <laughs> that would be awesome. And we'll go on from there. And we'll, you know, it's oh. great that they're helping us out. Okay. Did that little did that little pause I gave you time to to go back to our sharing in poly? Thing? Yes. Okay. Yes. Go ahead. So because um all right so sharing is more you go to a party and see someone you would enjoy and play with them, so. And then poly is a relationship. Okay. Well, I get that. Yeah. Right. And there's, to us, there's I mean, a different set of protocols for each. Yes. So absolutely. Um, yeah. So playing, we have found someone before and played with them, and I just don't put that in the poly realm at all. Mm -hmm. so. so to us, it is two different things. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, like they say in the chat room, with the sharing situation, the BDSM play party, you're not, there's no emotional tie. Right. For us, polyamory, although there may or may not be sex involved, mm -hmm. for us there is. <laughs> but it is definitely an emotional aspect. Exactly. Let's do another question. What shall we do? Um... Well, if you want another question, let's go for the switch one. Okay, because we know all about switching. Right. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead. Okay, so basically they want to know if a switch with more sub-tendencies can be a good dom on a somewhat regular basis. So... If we are assuming that they are talking about a dom as in a top, then... Fine. Well, either or, and we've still got that um, situation that we've seen with uh, Kay, I'm going to call mm -hmm. her. No, no, that's fine. Okay, and um, she, though she does not consider herself a switch, but she does do both sides. She is slave to her master, mm -hmm. and she is dom to her submissive. So, and she does very well in both capabilities. So, now she doesn't call herself a switch, simply because she doesn't switch with these people. She is always one thing to one person and always something else to somebody else. Mm -hmm. So she doesn't specifically call it a switch. So, you know, I got a feeling it's going to depend person to person. 
And can you be a good dom on some a somewhat regular basis? I got a feeling that's going to depend on your connection with that other person as well. You know, I don't know that there's just a generic answer. Yeah, I, I think that one's kind of a tricky one. And um, uh, it really it depends on the person. You know, it depends on the relationship, the way the relationship's built. Um, Exactly. And someone else just uh, mentioned something in that we uh, mentioned something on a podcast about service tops. Oh, yeah. So, and we did. And <laughs> Good thing people listen to this Exactly, thing. exactly. So, and it's kind of funny because the person that I always think of as a service top did pop into my mind for an answer to this question anyway. So, but what it is, is, is she is, mm, was a submissive in her relationship. Mm-hmm. And was a very good submissive, but when she went to parties, there was a lot of submissives that didn't have play partners. So you get like a few tops, you know, at the parties, you know, you know, trying to play with everyone that wants to play, and they're getting worn out. So you get a couple of submissives that are really good with some skills, mm-hmm. and they become service tops. So maybe there's a submissive that wants to be caned. The service top knows how to cane. So that's what she does. And I remember a, uh, a submissive telling me, you know, when they go to play parties, they can never find anybody to uh, play with. So they became service tops. Mm-hmm. So they would, you know, they would have someone to they play with. They would always have someone to play with, right? And, of course, that's the fear of, um, you know, all the, all the uh, submissives be, have skills at service topping, so they just play with each other all the time, and us, mm-hmm. us top types have nothing to do. Oh, that'll never happen. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are always busy. Um. Yeah, that's not so bad. So there's that one. Thanks um, for that question. And mm-hmm. we might expand about that on the message board a little bit more. So we might. So we should probably tell people how they can get a hold of us. Why not? There's a variety of ways. There for example. Is. You can contact us by email at dananddawn at eroticawakening.com. And there's the uh, Got Comment form on the webpage. Mm-hmm. Facebook, Erotic Awakening, one, one word. word. <laughs> Voicemail 206-309-0054. Call now. <laughs> Except our phones are turned off. Yes. Uh, Fet Life, Erotic Awakening, two words. And Twitter, Dan and Dawn, one word. Exactly. So you can use those methods to get a hold of us for a question of the day of the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but I tell you, for a question of the moment, somebody in the chat room has a question for us. It's not on the script. Let's do it anyway. Okay. What is the difference... Or, sorry, what is the purpose of a house and what are the benefits of a house? Ooh. Well, the purpose of a house, I mean, either one of us can explain this one, but um, is to bring together people of like mind. Mm-hmm. You know, we have um, different ways that we have different thoughts on some of the vocabulary that's used in this lifestyle and the way we define things and the way we do things and how we feel about things. And we've outlined all of that and, you know, said it, we've actually got a web page. It's got it all right. outlined out. And having a house is like an environment for people to come in that believe the same way that we do. And, and that's really what where House Meta was created. And, mm-hmm. um, and of course, as you mentioned, we have housemeta.com where we've outlined, this is what we believe our MS house is composed of. Right. So. And it, it does exactly what you said. I think the most powerful part of it is it brings people together that have similar beliefs and similar ideals, right? Mm-hmm. If you go out to Fet Life, you go out to an event, you go out to Second Life, you go out to a chat room, and you say, oh, I think um, a master is this. 
um, or I think of mentoring is this, or right. any of that kind of stuff. They're all, everybody's going to have different answers for mm-hmm. you, right? One of the things that we found was that as uh, Adventures in Sexuality and some of the other groups became bigger and bigger here in Columbus, you had more and more people saying, right. getting together and saying, well, I think this, and I think that, and I think this, I think that. And that's wonderful stuff. Mm-hmm. But a house allows you to say, no, no, this is what I believe. And if it's what you believe, then you will know where your like-minded people are at. The other thing that uh, this, the house does is it gives you additional resources. Right. When you are, and I are off traveling, you know, Master Rick and Rick's Kitten can take over the slave chat that we do. Mm-hmm. Or, I'm sorry, the, the MS chat that right. we do once a month. If I need help moving, we have an affiliate house called right. Safe Haven. Yes. And they can come over and help me move stuff. Mm-hmm. You, know, uh, as, you know, as a matter of fact, I just had a situation where we came in, a, we had a, someone ask us about a situation with a submissive that they thought was maybe had some trouble. Right. It happened to be that because our house has this great resources and these different mm-hmm. people, uh, Good Sherry and Sir Eric and... You know, everybody else, they just bring these different resources to the house. So that gives us the ability to farm out ideas and beliefs and thoughts Mm -hmm. and say, hey, Master uh, so-and-so, I know you're really good with um, mentoring people that used to be Polynesians. Yes. Or whatever. (laughs) Or addicts or, you know, whatever. Or for that matter, I tell you, one of the big things for us is that Master Rick and Rick's kitten are a committed monogamous couple, right? right? So when people come to us and say, hey, I'm having these, you know, an issue with da-da-da that's related to monogamy, we can't really say, Mm -hmm. oh, well, here's what I do. Right. We'd say, oh, well, I don't know what the fuck I would do. But (laughs) but you go talk to Master Rick. It's just like if you come to me and you say, you know what, I'm really, my back is really sore. I will say, go see a chiropractor, Right. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to try and crack it myself. So right. it's, it's great to have people you can rely on. That's the purpose and benefits of a house. Exactly. So we provide a little education. We do a little thing, you know, like that. And there's actually some questions about a house on the, um, the, in the chat room. So one person wants to know, so is a house a top-down structure or are all equal? It is still an MS house. <laughs> but... Well, to a point. So mm-hmm. there's an interesting uh, view. We have a situation where I am the leader of the house meta. Right. right? And you are my slave and Jem is my slave. Mm-hmm. So there's a clear hierarchy there. Mm-hmm. Rick's kitten is Master Rick's slave. Right. And there's no direct hierarchy there. It's standard MS portal. The recording software made it sound. You know, if I have a problem with Rick's kitten, I should go to Master Rick. Right. The other aspect of it is, though, I am the face of House Meta. Mm-hmm. So if uh, slave Jojo Bean, who doesn't really <laughs> exist in the house, you know, does something that's against the, the standards and ethics of House Meta, then, you know, that reflects on her. Right. And her master and me as leader of the house as well. Exactly. So, and we've also got some members that you mentor. So there, so there is a, a hierarchy, but yeah, I think you explained it well. Good, good. I... <laughs> so, well, there was another question too. And um, someone asked if a slave could run a house. And that's one I have to think about because 
uh, someone correct me if I'm wrong later, but I don't know of any houses that are run by slaves. I think it's a master thing. Isn't that an interesting one? I don't know of any houses mm-hmm. that are run by slaves, but I sure know a lot of powerful submissives oh, and absolutely. slaves. And certainly capable submissives mm-hmm. and slaves. So uh, I think it's possible. We don't know any, though. Right. We don't so. know any. And, and there would be logistics concerned if... Um, you know, are they already in a relationship? Are they looking to be in a relationship? Is there a possibility of their master, you know, them getting a master later that would come in? You know, how does that logistically work? So, yeah, I'm kind of curious. But so I guess you, you take it a little further out then as can a MS couple run a house? Well, for us, that's kind of I want to say that's kind of what we do, but I, I'm a big, we've found in our mm-hmm. time running anything, yeah. groups, organizations, mm-hmm. houses, got to be a guy on top. Got to be a person where the buck stops. That is gotta true. Got to be that end person who will take the, you know, the flack and be, okay, I am right, the face of the person right. you can yell at. Mm-hmm. And I am the person that makes the decision. Um, so... So I can see that. So, you know, to me, it kind of feels like we've run it together because we do so much stuff together. And, you know, I do a lot of admin stuff, you know, things like that. And I take care of a lot of things. But you are right. You are the end person. If someone comes to me and asks me a question about the house, I'm going to you. So that makes sense that you're the top dog. Yeah, but I I think it does. It is true that you do support the house mm-hmm. more than anyone else you do a lot of the administrative work and all mm-hmm. that maybe you could uh, maybe if we if for to our friends and to the mm-hmm. people listening to this podcast the reality is yeah kind of it is the couple's <laughs> thing but you need to have somebody that the buck stops and they have to know right. and, and that is my responsibility exactly so neato neato okay well we have one more question that has been sent in from before um, but there's also some questions in the chat room, in the chat room. Well, and it's kind of hard to flip back and forth to, to see who's writing yeah, what. Yeah. We're absolutely going to have to get used to this idea. And I tell mm-hmm. you, there's a podcast out there called Foul Monkeys. Yeah. And uh, we listen to it on occasion. Mm-hmm. And I really don't know what the theme or the idea or why that such podcasts exist. It's a couple of uh, gay guys talking about stuff and they have a good time with it. It's fun to listen to. But they seem to float in and out of the chat room pretty easily. Of course, right. This Week in Tech does that too. So we'll get used to it. We'll get better at it. Exactly. This is our first time trying this. And um, yeah, so, <laughs> I'm feeling a little flighty back and forth. <laughs> so one more question from uh, people that have written in before the show. Mm-hmm. And that is, is there anything you can do, either physically or mentally or emotionally, to increase your ability to go into subspace? Well, that was a good one, and, and uh, I guess I get to answer that one because you've never been in subspace before <laughs> that I'm aware of. <laughs> so, um, you know, for me, it's just all about letting go. Now, let's start off by describing, okay. tell me what subspace is. Um, subspace for me is um, kind of trancy. Subspace is where... Uh, I end up here, but not here. And this is just going to be so hard to explain. But if you 
Okay. Think of the other night when we were presenting for um, the Monkey Puzzle Club. Okay. Side by side, presenting, presenting, presenting. You grabbed my collar and pulled me towards you as a demonstration of something. Instant subspace. My mm-hmm. collar and pulling on my collar is like a key. It's like a signal to my head, an anchor that I am in sub mode and to me or slave mode. And so I went straight out of presenter into slave. And then you had to stand me up and pat me a little bit. <laughs> and I took a breath and I came back. So one of the things you could do, it sounds like, to allow yourself to get into that subspace easier is to create some kind of an anchor item. Yes. So a collar, um, a toy, a piece of music, you know, and a lot of us um, humans need those to start out with. It Mm -hmm. doesn't mean we'll always need them. So it's kind of like ritual. If you can add a little ritual to your play, even if you play with a bunch of different people, it doesn't have to be with the same partner that you create a ritual with. If you create a ritual within yourself, that will be one way to do it. You know, it could be a mantra. It could be, you know, a certain um, um, oil that you put where you can smell it. Oh, but but I really like the idea of the mantra that you're Mm -hmm. talking about. Now, I do that before I go, before I meditate. Right. There's certain things that I, um, that I'll repeat, that I'll say to myself. I'll I'll tell myself to relax and remember the breath, cultivate Mm -hmm. discipline, and these other um, uh, woo-woo Buddhist stuff. Right. That allows you to say, okay, I'm now starting into a different space. So if you were to create a mantra for yourself, like Mm -hmm. I am his or hers, I give myself Body, mind, and soul to blah, blah, blah. You know, I I will be here for this person. I will feel what they are doing to me. And especially if you're in a dungeon and there's a lot of noise going on around you, if I'm on a piece of furniture and there's noise that's caught my attention, I'll bring myself back to the feeling that you're doing to my body. And whatever's going on with my body helps focus me. Mm -hmm. And, um... It's kind of funny because it'll bring me back to my body so that I can focus on what you're doing to me and what's going on with my body so that I can release myself so that I can trance, know I'm in a safe space and go deeper into subspace. And once I'm deeper into subspace, I can't even hear what's going on around me. So it's like a process. Now is, therefore, is subspace, which I think of when we talk about subspace, I think about the physical result of a scene. You go into that floaty space. Right. So that is that different? Is there something else then called slave space? Mm. Ah. Okay, if we're talking play versus power exchange, that would be two different things. So to me, subspace mm-hmm. is when we're playing or when you grab my collar. Even though grabbing my collar could be construed as slave space, mm-hmm. but I still feel it as subspace. Okay. I'm trying to figure out how I think of slave space because. But because you do get into the zone and I get into a master zone as well. It really, um, it's a little bit. But it's two different things. One, like slave space would be more service based. When I'm in slave space and I'm serving, I don't have to think about where to put this plate and where to put that plate and, you know, looking at someone's glass and making sure it's full and, you know, not speaking up and not interrupting and not you know, all those expectations of me as a slave. When I am in slave space, I don't have to think about all that stuff. It all comes very naturally. I know how I've been trained. So to me, to me, the way I would define it, slave space would be more like that. Mm-hmm. You know, when um, we were doing another demo, 
I think we were doing flirting up in uh, Chicago. Right. And here we are flirting, 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 you know, having fun with people. And you looked at me and said, slave, kneel. And I dropped my knees. Mm -hmm. To me, that's slave space. Right. So whereas when we do sensual spanking and you spank, spank, spanked me and I can't talk anymore, that's subspace. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now, now someone had said that they think that um, subspace is more physical and slave space more mental. I agree with the subspace. I think slave space is beyond just mental. I think there's spiritual. I think it goes beyond interesting term spiritual. Yeah. Slave Jim mentioned that when she was at GLLA serving us. Mm -hmm. Remember again, as we had mentioned before, we were there for two and a half days and never stepped foot in the dungeon. Right. She was very much in slave space. Yes. You know, and you could see it because, you know, I wouldn't have to explain. You know, go to the room, get this thing, put Mm -hmm. it in this bag, bring it to me, bring it here. Da da da. It was like. Slave, go do this, da-da-da-da. Right. And she would just go and take care of it. Mm-hmm. And I, ca- I recall one particular instance where I texted her, texted her four <laughs> or five times. And, you know, I could just picture she went up to the hotel to get what, the first thing. And then I'd text her and she'd have to go back to get the second thing and mm-hmm. back to get the third thing. There was never any pushback. There was never right. any Jesus. There was never any <laughs> you know, there was never any Right. It was all this yes, sir, yes, sir, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. So very much there's this beyond just mental, uh, spiritual. Some people will get that word in this usage yeah. and some won't. Because, I mean, you can say it's mental, but to me, mental means making decisions. And you release a lot of that. Like I said, it just comes naturally. That's why I say it's spiritual. It's kind of like another piece of you is guiding what's going on. Mm-hmm. So, And it's a really an amazing experience. So... Uh, very hard to describe. You have to experience it or see someone else experiencing it because the energy is very different. So it's good stuff. Oh, so I think that's the answer to that one? I think so. Um, have you noticed that you slip into subspace any easier now, now that you've become a meditator? Mm-hmm. Isn't part of, and I, you're right, I don't know what subspace is, but isn't part of it being in that moment, and isn't that a common thing between subspace and uh, um, slave space, is the moment, being present? Slave space is very much about being present. Subspace is very much about being present so that you can let go. And I don't, so that you can surrender. To me, right. subspace is about surrender. So if you're spanking me, spanking me, spanking me, spanking me, I'll feel the spanking, I'll feel the spanking, I'll feel the spanking, I'll be in the moment, in the moment, in the moment, ah, release. And then as I release, I'm just floating. And even though I can still feel the spanking, it becomes more than about the spanking. Mm-hmm. So the endorphins kick in. Just, just it, It's very much a, um, a physical high. Maybe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know that I like using that terminology, but very much. You can tell when someone crosses into subspace. It's very hard for them to talk. It's very hard for them to answer back. It's very hard yes. for them to... So very neat. Yes. Very neat. We should put you in subspace and the slave space and see what it looks like. Mm, I like that idea. Uh, we did have a, a question from the chat room. Mm-hmm. Um, why is water wet? Why is water wet? Yes. I will pee on you. And then that will answer the question for you. No, 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 no. Flow. <laughs> we have to work on skirting tonight, yes. remember? <laughs> Why is gushing gushy? Yes. So, we... so that, that's supposed to be, that is supposed to be wet. Yes. Um, so here's an interesting question. 
Okay. Someone asks, mm -hmm. can we tell this? Can we explain the difference between a polyfamily and a house? Now, for us, that's actually kind of easy. For some people, it might not be. Well, that's easy compared to leather family right. versus leather house, right? Versus polyfamily. Mm -hmm. So, real quick, the leather house, as we explained, our MS house is a construct of people of like-minded beliefs. Right. We do not share relationships with many of people. We have different relationships with some people that we do others. Mm -hmm. The relationship I have with you is very, uh, what's it called, carnal? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm glad you approve. <laughs> the relationship that I have with Jim, uh, we have seen, but I've never, uh, what's a nice way to say, porked her. <laughs> you, you've never had the sex. The, I've never had the intercourse, the intercourse with her. okay. Um, but so, and we've never, and we haven't had scenes. We haven't played with uh, Rick's kitten or many right. of the people in the house. Right. So there's no like, there's no love interest. There's no romantic, romantic interest with the people right. currently within <laughs> within the house. You uh, do you have your eye on Master Rick? Is that what you're saying? No, no, he's monogamous. I, That's yeah, right. exactly. Um, so the romantic relationship is, I think, is the big difference. For mm -hmm. example, so we have this leather house that Karen is not part of House Meta. Right. And I do have a romantic relationship with her. Mm -hmm. So there's where the, the poly family comes in. Right. For example, just this weekend, Karen needed help moving. Of mm -hmm. course, I'm going to be there to help her move. Right. When Karen and I are on a date and um, her son had to go to the hospital, of course, I'm not going to say, oh, well, I guess that ends our date. <laughs> I'm going to go home, watch football. Right. Let me know how it goes, right? Mm -hmm. That's part of being the poly family. Of course, I'm going to be there and support you. Right. Um, and, and see, we would do stuff for that with people in the house as well. Mm -hmm. But I, I think that romantic thing is, is where it's a different. You are in a relationship that's different than the house relationships. Yeah, yeah. So I think that for us, I think that it's the romantic part that makes the mm -hmm. difference. You could, of course, be poly and house or you could just be house or just be poly. It could be a combined sort of thing. Exactly. Um, is that it? Yeah, that's it for that one. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Tonight I am sitting here with Emma on the phone. And Emma, earlier today I was at a pizza place and I had a Hawaiian pizza. So it's kind of funny to me that I am talking to you, who you are out there in Hawaii right now, aren't you? Correct. Out of Maui, uh, Maui, Maui County. <laughs> And the reason that you're there is because you are part of the company Maui Kink. Or maybe it's the other way around. Um, it's both. <laughs> uh, we are the creators of MauiKink.com. Um, we live on Maui. We get that question quite often. Oh, you, you, are you from Hawaii? Are you from Maui? Yes. <laughs> we actually do operate everything from Maui. Um, we are, yeah, the creators. We are the, the brainchild behind it, and, well, we, are, we do work for it. <laughs> okay. Now, Don and I get to go to a, just a ton of events, and, of course, we run into a ton of vendors, and we've seen all kinds of neat stuff. The reason that I asked you to come on the show today is because you've actually, not, you've got same, some of the same stuff that everybody else has, but it's a little bit different. It's a little bit special. Now, I've heard uh, Grey Dancer uh, from Rope talk about your the rope that he gets from you guys for a long time so i poked over there i thought you guys were all rope but you've got all kinds of stuff going on over here yes we we love rope 
rope is one of our passions. So our collection of rope online, yes, there, there's quite a bit of rope, but it's not just rope. We, you know, we have everything else, floggers, paddles, um, fire cups, all sorts of different things that kind of work for everyone's needs or likes without it just being a rope-centered website. Right. Now, I, I noticed and some of the materials that we've got here are mango, monkey pod, koi, milo wood, coconut fiber, seagrass, palm tree. You make ropes out of this stuff? Oh, well, not the woods. <laughs> not the woods, but the, um, yeah, the, we have some exotic, exotic woods, like uh, we'll see grass, and we had palm tree for a little while there. Um, we're still waiting on a shipment to come through for that. And uh, coconut rope is a really, really, really popular rope. Um, a lot of this, and we're actually having some more exotic fibers that we're going to be releasing in probably about the next two and a half to three weeks. Um, those are all really interesting, unique fibers that we've made ropes with. And um, what can I say? They really are unique to our company. And that, that is unique, and, and, and that is one of the things that really drew me to bringing you on the show today. Uh, it is a little bit something different. And then something else that I found really neat was you, apparently you're, you're putting together some vegan and eco-friendly stuff too. Yes, yes. It's become really popular um, that folks that are vegan or prefer to have eco-friendly toys we realize there's some of our items that already fit that mold and they can already, you know, fulfill those needs. And then there's some that are easily, you know, redesigned that can be vegan and eco-friendly. Then we also have a whole bunch of new designs on top of our head with using, you know, such things as rubber and neoprene and some of the more standard vegan, um, vegan materials. Very cool. Now, one of the things that, you know, I would be worried about with ordering from Maui Kink is Maui's a far, far away from central Ohio where I'm at. Is the, uh, is the shipping going to kill me? No, no, no. Thankfully, thankfully, I have to say we've had some of the greatest success with uh, the United States Postal Service. I know a lot of folks are saying, oh, I, you know, don't, don't ever ship with USPS and always go with UPS or FedEx, and I'll be honest with you, it's way, 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 way more expensive for customers to go the UPS or FedEx route. So we are all about cost effectiveness, and USPS has flat rate shipping and everything imaginable. We actually only charge a flat $10 fee for all orders within the U.S. So really no matter what you buy, we'll get it there to you for $10 or less. Wow. Okay. Well, that's probably the same anything else as the Anyone else is going to charge me, I bet. So what? Yeah, makes, it's, it's very know, cost comparable. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah. So there's a thousand places on the web that I can buy toys and buy rope and all that kind of stuff. And the, the fact that you've got some really interesting rope, um, the shipping's compatible. But what, what is it about your company that makes it something different from everybody else? Well, one of the things I hope that makes it different from everyone else is not just the unique designs that we do have and some of the um, some of the more interesting items that we do carry. It's also our customer service. That's 
really, really, really important to us. It's, it's our very top priority is making sure that every customer gets what they're wanting. And if there is a problem, we fix it, you know, as, as quickly as we can and to whatever degree that we can fix it, whether it's remaking something or you need a refund or whatever the, the case may be. Um, we, we always strive to make sure that the customer is 100% satisfied. And we're always here. And, you know, we, we, we're basically normal people, just like everyone else. Um, we, just happen to, we just happen to have a fun and unique job. And, um, you know, I think folks get that. They, you know, we're, we're very active on Twitter and um, um, FetLife and different avenues. And, you know, folks have no problem getting in contact with us and talking to us about this or that or what they want made or um, if, there's, if they have a custom request. You know, I, I have conversations with our customers all the time, and it's really important to us that they be treated well with lots of respect. We totally understand what they're looking for, and we can create it. And, uh, you know, a lot of our customers become friends of ours. So those are, you know, so those are some of the top things that kind of make us a little bit different. You're not just calling up some random company or emailing some random company to, you know, place an order. Um, you know, you, you don't have that depersonalization that you get with a lot of companies. We're not like that. There's always somebody at the other end answering your email, not just some, some bot or whatever. Right. Um, and, our, and our designs. Our designs are kind of interesting sometimes. Some of them are, some of them are not for everyone. We totally get that. And there's some designs that uh, people just love, and it's we've created a niche market for ourselves, and it's working, and we're enjoying it. Well, that is wait. What? 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 <laughs> Someone had another question. Why is a clit so damn hard to find on some people? <laughs> That's a fun one. <laughs> Mine's not. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. Um, we know someone who we haven't seen in quite a while who has the biggest clit in the world. Who? You were not there when we saw her clit? I don't remember. Okay, well, then you were clearly not there. Okay. But I'm telling you, the size of my pinky. I thought that was mine. Oh, no, no. no. You've got a nice size clit. And if, if I'm looking around down there, finding your clit's not hard to do. It's no. like, oh, there you are. Hi. Deb Addington said I was hung like a horse. <laughs> She I didn't did know say a girl that. could be on like a horse. She did say that. So, so where was this class that you saw the bigger one? It wasn't a class. It was over at someone's house. Over I can't out. House. I can't tell you the rest of the story without outing them. Okay. So I will not. Well, I had to have been there. So yes, you were there. Okay. The same person. Well, no, you know, I don't want to out them. <laughs> you have to tell me later. <laughs> yes, it was big enough that you could absolutely draw a little, put two little dots for eyes and draw a little mouth and. Uh, pretend it's a little friend that you carry around in your pants. Okay. Okay, that was a strange thing to say. Yeah. No. <laughs> it's not ringing any bells, and you're going to uh, tell me later, and it's going to be, oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So that is it. That is all the questions that we have. Mm -hmm. No more questions coming in from the – oh, wait. No, no more questions coming in from the chat room. And there we go. And we're about 50 minutes in anyway, which is about all we can talk anyway. Yeah. So there we go. There's our first episode of Erotic Awakening Live. Mm -hmm. We'll, ta we'll take a look at, we'll listen to it later. 
Right. Obviously, this could get posted as a podcast as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll decide, is this something we want to keep doing? We don't want to lose the feel of the podcast as it currently is. Right. We want to just enhance it a little bit, make it interactive. Maybe we'll do this once a month. Mm-hmm. Maybe we'll do this um, more often. People really dig it. So um, I really, I really enjoyed myself. You know, I, it would have been a little more enjoyable if I didn't have the the, the cat here to begin <laughs> with, and you know, having to get rid of the cat. Oh, absolutely! Um, and, and I tell you what, the whole multitasking thing uh-huh. is not working for me so far <laughs> because you'll be talking, I'll glance at my computer, and say, "Oh, that's what do you mean? Why is water wet?" And then I'll and, look at you, waiting for a response. Yes. And so <laughs> we'll work on that part as well. Um, and actually, wouldn't mind some feedback. So um, absolutely, boys and girls who are out there listening, if you. You guys got any feedback um let us know you got to let mm-hmm. us you know you we are not doing this podcast because we enjoy hearing each other talk too much <laughs> actually we enjoy the shit out of that we listen to our own damn podcast all the time i just and, did while i was at the gym today well, good does, it, does that help you work out it does actually so i get to giggle and nobody knows why <laughs> <laughs> all right um we done we are done all right coming up next week I don't know. What are we doing next week? (laughs) I'm so busy putting this one together. We'll have something good. How about that? That works. Okay. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan. Erotic Awakening is proud to support the Leather Heart Foundation, a nonprofit organization created to provide charitable assistance to individuals of all sexual orientations in the leather, BDSM, and fetish community. You can donate or find out more at leatherheart.org. Erotic Awakening is sponsored in part by Adventures in Sexuality, Central Ohio's kinky fun group. Find out more at adventuresinsexuality.org. Sarah Sloan appears on Erotic Awakening courtesy of Love You Parties. Find out more about Love You Parties and Sarah Sloan at www.sarahsloan.net. Music heard on Erotic Awakening, Free by White Knight, Strawberry Jam by Jerry Bradley, and Wanda by 31D1 is provided from the Podshow Podsafe Network. More information can be found at music.podshow.com.